Welcome to Real Life Christian Fellowship. We're located on 841 Crossgate Road, Port Wentworth, Georgia. Our Sunday worship starts at 10 a.m. And if you're not able to make it, no problem. You can find us on live stream at Real Life Church PW, or you can download our app on iOS and Android at Real Life Christian Fellowship. And we would love to see you and your family at our Bible studies. Refresh at noon Tuesday, refresh at night Wednesday at 7 p.m. And now, prepare yourself for the Word of God from our pastor, Paul Taylor. Are we the sons of God? And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. There are five things that we need to know today. They'll all be listed, I hope, on the screen. Number one, you are powerful in your purpose. Everybody say with me, I am powerful in my purpose. This implies that when we're outside of purpose, we're not as powerful. There are things we may be able to do, but there's nothing, there's no type of impact like the impact made of a person who's found their purpose. Number two, you are anointed for your purpose. Everyone say with me, I am anointed for my purpose. That means that God's hand is on you to do the thing for which he has destined you to do. And can I tell you that no one is able to do what you're supposed to do like you're supposed, like you are able to do it. Don't ever look at what someone else is doing and be jealous of what God has given them the authority to walk in. Hallelujah. Look at what God gave you. Somebody say amen. Because as good as they are at what they're doing, Ed, I bet you they can't do what you do. As good as you can do it. Number three, you are appointed for a purpose. Say, I am appointed for a purpose. Number four, you are God's choice for that purpose. Oh, you better say this one. I am God's choice for this purpose. No one can take your place. Nobody can have yours. Miami Mass Choir sang years ago, what God has for me is for me. And you don't have to worry. You don't have to be threatened about your place in God. Somebody shout, I'm not threatened. I know who I am. I know who called me. I know who anointed me. I know who appointed me. And his name is God. And say this one, man, he does not make a mistake. Even though what you're called to looks bigger than you. I came to tell you that God didn't get you mixed up with somebody else. Some of you are wondering, did God call me to do this? Did God really want me to do this? God, do you know who it is you chose? God says, yes, I know who you are. Yes, I know you be scared. But yes, I know I've appointed you and I've anointed you for this thing. So get yourself together and get to work in your purpose. Number five, and this is the final thing you need to know. God believes in you and has trusted you with your purpose. God believes in me. Somebody say it. God believes in me. And he has trusted me with this purpose. God believes in you. That's the reason he chose you. 
He looked through everybody that he had the opportunity to choose to do what he wanted you to do. And he chose you. Last week, we ended by stating everyone in Christ has purpose. And you've got to lock on to the idea that God chose you. Maybe it's not to stand behind a pulpit. Maybe it's not to be a preacher or a prophet or an apostle. Maybe you're supposed to make a difference in your family. Maybe that's your assignment. Maybe the salvation of your home is your assignment. Maybe the encouragement of your neighbor is your assignment. But what I'm saying to you is you need to seek God so that you have clarity on what you're supposed to be doing so that you don't waste time doing stuff you're not called to do. Because nobody has time to waste. Time is ticking. And nobody has time to waste. And like the lady said on on the video, ain't nobody got time for wasting time. Touch your name and say, get in your purpose. Say, seek God earnestly. Ask him, what am I supposed to do? Where am I signed? People spend a lot of their life just burning time, doing silly stuff, worrying about other people. You don't have time for that. You got to get in your purpose. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let me me talk to you. You are supposed to be change agents in many arenas, in many arenas. Change agents, agents of change, people who make a difference, people who, when you walk in the room, things shift. Your prophetic gift has a purpose. I'm talking to somebody. Lift your hand if you got it. If God speaks to you prophetically, your prophetic gift has a purpose. And when God says speak, speak. Don't second guess the anointing of God on your life. Because if you keep quiet, you may be missing a moment. And sometimes there are windows that we have to operate in. Sometimes there's a window that we have to operate in. Somebody's life might depend on your good morning. Like as we take it, speaking to somebody could keep somebody who's thinking about taking their life from doing it because they feel like I count, I matter, somebody sees me. We have people here who work on the port. We have people here who work in education at various schools. Bless God you're not all at the same school. Some of you at easy schools and some of you at hard schools. You're assigned to those children that people call bad. I need some educators to shout glory. glory. They are your assignment. As difficult as they might be, they are your assignment. Your family is your assignment. Because God, if God wanted you to be somewhere else, you would have been there. Everybody trying to run from one thing to another. Work what you're working until he works you out of it. Somebody says, I have an assignment. Work where you are. I'm talking about work it. Work the ground you're currently in. You can't plant in somebody else's field. You can't work in somebody else's vineyard. Elder Darian has been doing kingdom fitness outside 
rain. And if it snows, I believe he'll be out there. He's got purpose in that thing. It's bigger than fitness. It's about kingdom fitness. See, he, he's doing something with bodies, but, but he's building relationships that will give him opportunities to speak into people's lives. This thing is bigger than even he knows. No, see, this is, this is home talk. This is somebody say home talk. This is home talk. This is not a general message. This is home stuff. Wherever you are, you need to get busy. Because God is bringing people across your path all the time that you're supposed to minister to. And you got to let it flow. We got to stop waiting for other opportunities. We've already been provided something. And, and this is, this is, this is, watch this, watch this. In the verses we read, watch it. There's a now and a shall be. There's a now, everybody say now, shall be. There's a now and a shall be, okay? It says now are we the sons of God. That's who we are right at this moment. We are the sons of God. And it says it does not appear what we, what? Shall be. So there's a now and there's a shall be. Don't wait until you shall be. Get busy now. There are some, there are some bees on the way to your shall be, though. There are some bees on the way. Because this shall be is talking about when we see Jesus. So, so th that's far off. That's at, that's at the end of our destiny. We're going to see Jesus, and when we see him, he's going to look at us, and we're going to look at him, and we're going to recognize one another because we look the same. But this is now. There's some bees on the way to your shall be. Listen closely. The enemy is concerned about your shall be's. The enemy is concerned about your shall be's, not your ultimate shall be, because he can't do anything to change that. You are saved. You are in Christ, and there's nothing that the enemy can do about that. The scripture says nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And it goes through a litany of things that can't separate us, not even us. Once God calls us his, we're his, baby. Somebody say amen. And I know that there are some people who've been telling you that you can lose your salvation. I came to tell you, how you going to lose something you didn't earn? Everybody should have shouted over that. Everybody should have gave God praise. There ain't nothing to think about. You couldn't be good enough to earn salvation. You can't be bad enough to lose it. That came by faith. That came by faith. It didn't come by works. Lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. It's by grace that we're saved. Somebody shout glory. And there's nothing that the devil can do about that, even though he's talking a bunch of smack. It ain't nothing but garbage telling you that God doesn't love you because you made a mistake. The devil is a liar. God loves you in your mistake. He doesn't love your mistakes, but he loves you in it. There's never a time that God stops loving you. Somebody shout glory to God in this place. Don't take God and make him like people because people love you based on how well you perform. If you do well enough, they love you. But if you mess up, they don't love you anymore. I'm, I don't know about you, but I don't have time for people like that in my life who only love me when I'm at my best. I need some people to love me when I'm at my worst. Come on here, somebody. Anybody need that in your life? I need people who love me no matter what. And that's how God loves us. 
So the enemy is trying to, he's, he's trying to mess us up because he's concerned about our shall be's. Not our ultimate shall be, but those shall be's as we move incrementally in our growth with God. Let's look to the scripture. I bet this will bless you. 2 Corinthians 3, 15 through 18, amplified. Watch this. But to, but to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil of blindness lies over their heart. Okay? So it's talking about when Moses reads the law, when Moses reads the word, there's a veil of blindness over over their heart but look at verse 16 but whenever a person turns in repentance and faith to the Lord the veil come on is taken away now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is what liberty emancipation from bondage true freedom and we all with unveiled look at him now we saved, right everybody in here saved Everybody, tell me, when you saved, you know that? Then you should say it better than that. Come on, you saved? No, I mean, are you saved? Are you really sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost? Then this says we all with unveiled face. We're not like those who are lost. We can see clearly. Come on here. We are with unveiled face continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory even to even more glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. What's happening y'all is that daily degree by degree day by day we are progressively being transformed into the image of the most high God so every day in Christ you look less like you and more like him boy we should have ran around the church on that somebody look at your neighbor and say I look less like me I look less like me and that's a good thing come on be honest that's a good thing I sound less like me, I think less like me, I act less like me, I talk less like me, I date less like me. Come on, I want to marry less like me. I need a witness in here because the old me might have married the first joker to come along, but the new me is now picky in the Lord. See, what you did is you thought that I was still the old me and you tried that trashy pickup line, but I'm the new me and that don't work here no more. I'm sorry. She or he don't live here anymore. I would have cussed you, but he don't live here no more. I would have cut you, but he don't live here anymore. Somebody say, I'm changed, but I'm still changing. God ain't through with you yet. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. God is not through with you yet. You are not all the way there. You still have some work that needs to be done. Is there anybody in the church, in the church house, that'll admit, Pastor, there still is some work that needs to be done on me. In the spirit, there's a sign around my neck. It says work in progress. Work. Come on. See, see, the thing that you need to be worried about is if he quit working on you. Somebody ought to thank God for conviction. You ought to praise God every time you feel bad about that mess you do. Because if you don't feel bad about it, that means that construction is ended. 
me read that verse again. And we all, we all, with what kind of face? Unveiled. Unveiled. A veil obscures vision. You can't really see in, but it makes it difficult to see out. So people with veil faces are looking in the mirror and not seeing much. But the people with the veil removed, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Emancipation, proclamation. You're free. Somebody look at your neighbor and shout, I'm free. No, you ain't free because you ain't acting like you free. Somebody look at your neighbor and shout, I'm free. I, no, you, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Somebody jump up on your feet and shout with the voice of triumph, I am free. I am free. I ain't bound by nothing. No generational curse has a hold on me. I am free. I don't care how my mama used to act, how my daddy used to act. I am free. Don't be calling me based on your belief. If you want to be bound, that's up to you. But since the word says I'm free. And, uh, Smitty, I'm going to walk like I'm free. I'm going to talk like I'm free. And I'm going to hang with free people. I'm not going to hang around people who bound. Because they'll make free people feel locked up. And tell you what you can't do. Tell you what you can't accomplish. Tell you how God won't use you. I'm free from all that foolishness. In Christ. Whom the sun sets free is what? emancipated and we experience true freedom that's what the enemy's trying to keep us from experiencing sister palmer true feeling he's always bringing up a time of bondage and he's always trying to get us to to to, to put ourselves in boxes but the devil is a liar i will not be boxed in not even by my own mind Come on, come on, somebody, come on, speak over your mind and say, I will not allow you with your, your bad thinking and your negative stuff to, to, to put me in a box and, and to lock me up in a stronghold. Because the scripture says that we are pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking authority over every thought and bringing it into captivity. Somebody needs to take authority over your thinking right now. Just take a moment and take authority over your thinking right now. Because it's difficult to go any further than how you think. It becomes an inside struggle. And it ain't the devil, it's us. I got a Jesus. Jesus. And we all with unveiled face, unveiled, unveiled, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory, continually, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree, from one degree of glory <laughs> to even more what glory, which comes from where the Lord, who is what the spirit. So you're not producing glory. He's given glory and he's given it by degrees. And that's what the enemy is afraid of, Edward. He's afraid of the degrees. 
Because see, the thing is, the thing is, Albert Smith Jr. is, is that he doesn't really know what your destiny is. And that's what scares him. He knows your ultimate destiny, but he can't do nothing about that. What he's afraid of is who you'll become while you're here. Yes, sir. Jesus. So he's fighting against your potential. Yes. He's not fighting. See, who you are now is what's got you on the radar. But who you become is who he's fighting. So he's trying to keep you from becoming who God is making you degree by degree. Now, he can't stop you, but he's trying to break you. Because if he breaks your spirit, then he'll break your desire to go higher. And you'll be satisfied where you are. And you say stuff like, well, we're always going to be in debt. But the devil is a liar. Your assignment is to be debt free. Well, we all going always going to have some sickness, some ache, some pain. No, the devil is a liar. You are healed in Jesus' name. Somebody shout glory off up in the air. The enemy is trying to keep you from achieving your best. So they name us Generation X. They name us Millennials. And they put us in boxes and tell us how we're supposed to act based on what age we are. And then when you act outside of the box, they call you strange. But what you are is an anomaly. You are a rebel. You refuse to be defined by the mind of a man. Because you have been defined by the mind of God. You are not a divorcee. You are a woman of God. See, they name us by what we've been through, twins. They name us by what happened to us. They name us. They name us according to our mistakes and our missteps and our mishaps. Come on, somebody say amen in here. But see, you got to know who God called you. They call you something. I am the blessed of God. You a single mother, the head and not the tail. You a black man, so you a statistic above only and not beneath. (laughs) I believe only what the world says about me (laughs) ghetto youth inner city youth thugs see how they name us and we take on their names they call us fanatics Angie they say we're weak yeah I'm weak cause it's in my weakness that his strength I got some Bible readers in here. It's made what? Perfect. Smitty, they rubbing, they running up on us because they take us our meekness for weakness. What they don't know, son, is that is power under control. It's some stuff I could do, some stuff I could say. But I don't because I'm able to control my power. I'm preaching to somebody today. It is about who we we are becoming that the enemy has the enemy afraid. It's our potential. Get it? Potent. It's the power of who you're becoming that intimidates him. Listen to me clearly. He wants to stunt or stop our growth. If he can't stop it, he'll stunt it. You're still growing, but not at the same pace. 
So he's trying to inhibit growth. There will be some, but not at the level that God has designed you for. Stay with it. It's all about spirit breaking. Somebody say spirit breaking. Because if he can break our spirit, then he breaks our desire to go higher. I'm going to show you something. Watch Exodus 1. Exodus 1. Up on the screen. Exodus 1. I hope you catch this because this is going to liberate some people. Somebody shout glory. And all of the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. For Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Watch it closely. And he said unto his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens." And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. I'll say it to you again. It's all about spirit breaking. He's concerned with our growth. It wasn't who they were. It was who they could be. It wasn't what they were doing. It was what they could do. They were fighting potential. Okay, maybe that's not clear enough. So let's go to the message Bible. Let's go to the message Bible. Get this, get this. A new king came to power in Egypt who didn't know Joseph. He spoke to his people in alarm. There are way too many of these Israelites for us to handle. We've got to do something. Let's devise a plan to contain them. Did you hear that? Come on, come on, come on. There you go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Come on. Yeah, let's devise a plan to contain them. They're growing fast. We got to do something. Let's devise a plan. See, the scripture said that Satan was more cunning. Don't play that joker short. He's a strategist. And so he sits back and he watches our development. Clay, he's looking at you. He's watching you close, trying to see where you're going. But he doesn't really know. So it's the unknown that's got him jacked up. So rather than take a risk that you'll become something, 
He says, I'll kill it now. But he can't kill you because God's hand is on you. So he tries to contain you, control you, put you in a box, keep you from becoming what God intended you to be. Because can I tell you that anything God has called you to be is bigger than a box. So the enemy is trying to contain you. Now watch what he says next. Lest if there be a war, they should join our enemies or just walk off and leave us. So they're afraid of losing control over these people that are becoming bigger than them. You got to catch it. You are becoming bigger than, than your enemy. Jesus. See, they've outgrown them. And so now there's this intimidation factor. And can I say something about why people attack you? The reason they attack you is because they're intimidated by you. Oh, preach, mother, preach. It's jealousy. See, 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 now we don't want to say stuff like that, but it's flat out. Just they are intimidated by what you have. You ain't even thinking about them. You don't even want their job. Come on, they, they couldn't pay you to have their job. But they are upset because you're in the building. Help me, Holy Ghost. Lest there be a war, they should join our enemies or just walk off and leave us. So they organized them into work gangs and put them to hard labor under gang foremen. They built the storage cities of Python and Ramses for Pharaoh. But the harder the Egyptians worked them, the more the children, uh, uh, the more children the Israelites had children everywhere. The Egyptians got so that they couldn't stand the Israelites and treated them worse than ever, crushing them with slave labor. They made them miserable with hard labor, making bricks and mortar and backbreaking work in the fields. They piled on the work, crushing them under the cruel workload. See, it's a strategy to break their spirit because if you want to keep somebody from becoming something make them a slave make them feel worthless and hopeless make them feel like they can never get over what what oh God help me here nobody here has ever felt that way so maybe this sermon ain't reaching nobody but it make them feel like they can never get out of the situation and make them put, put them in debt so deep they'll never believe they'll come out. Let them have so many bad relationships that they never believe they'll find the right one. Cause them to make enough bad choices that they'll never walk in their calling in God. No, I got to afflict you. I got to put you up under some stuff. I got to put some sickness on you. I got to put some people around you who turn their backs on you and who undercut you. I got to have some people stab you in the middle of your back. I got to have some people that you've been good to you. Be you do been good to be bad to you. I got to make you. Uh, I got to make you angry. I got to make you distrusting of other people so you won't walk in a relationship that'll bless you. I got to. I got to stunt your growth with the stuff I'm putting on you I got to keep bringing up your past so you can't ever live in your present it's what I got to do to you I got to have people you've been nice to just be ugly towards you so you never do another nice thing for another person
Yeah, I'm going to have them betray you. I'm going to move it. I'm going to shift it so they'll betray you. I'm going to let you hear what they said about you behind your back. I'm going to let you read a page of Facebook posts that really ain't about you, but you think it's about you. He says, I'm going to afflict you because I'm scared of you. Put you through pure hell if I have to. So you stop believing in your call. And you'll be wondering, am I called? Am I called? Do you see a calling on my life? Do you think God wants to use me? Do you think that God thinks I'm special? Does God really love me? God, do you really love me? Am I talking to anybody in here? Do you care about me? Do you love me? Am I still, am I still anointed, God? Because I've been through that stuff. And you know people won't believe that I'm anointed if I've been through what I've been through. Because you know how church people are. They'll see you go through stuff and they won't think that you're anointed no more. But I come to tell you that even though you've been through some stuff, the anointing of God is still on your life. God has not changed his mind about you. If he let Peter come back to work, he'll let you come back to work. Somebody shout Glory. And it is in this season that the enemy comes at us the most hard. And every now and then, every now and then, how many of y'all been here over 10 years? Raise your hand. Every now and then in this church, there's a cycle of attack. The enemy attacks people's bodies. He attacks their marriages. He attacks their family. Do you know why? Because we are progressively tearing down the enemy's kingdom. Because information is being disseminated that's setting people free. You might be thinking, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one dealing with this stuff. Can I say to you that when Jesus and his other ships were going to the other side and the storm arose, the Bible said that Jesus' ship was in the front. So before any other ship went through the storm, Jesus' ship got hit first. Can I tell you something? That our ship is always under attack. It's not because I'm special. It's just because I'm the point man. And if he could take down the point man, if he could get the point man to feel sorry for himself and start questioning his anointing and his call, nobody in his exempt. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's warring in the spirit. But the enemy says, we always say how busy he is. But Jesus said it is finished. Now what you going to do, living busy or finished? Jesus said it is finished. He has destroyed the works of the enemy. But the enemy think we don't know. His works have been destroyed. He's fighting a losing battle, baby. So he says we'll afflict them. We'll afflict them. I got I to quit. I got to quit. It's 11.27. Time to go. He was trying to break this spirit. And one time, Pastor Leslie, Brother Prelo, he took away their supplies. He says, okay, okay. I tried that. 
Now I'm going to up my game. Y'all been able to still produce bricks. You've been meeting your quota. Okay, I'll take your straw. I'm going to take away something that you should need. I'm going to take away something you thought you had to have. And see if that breaks you. I'm going to take away somebody who used to speak into your life. Or somebody who should be good to you. Um, or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, some of us, we didn't have our mom. Our, oh God, I'm speaking to somebody. You didn't have your daddy. You didn't. And he said, I'm going to take that away because you shouldn't be able to produce without it. But they still met the quota. They still produced even without what he thought they had to have. Prove something to him and prove something to them. You thought you needed that to make it. You didn't need it after all. Lost that job. Thought you needed that job. And God still provided. Still made a way. Say amen, somebody. No, what you need is God. I, I, I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. I gotta, and, and, and so, and so they, they, they did. And they made more with less. They made more with less. You want to frustrate somebody. Do good when they want you to do bad. just blew up their plan my grandmother Doris Baker told me son you always speak and I said I ain't speaking to nobody they don't speak to me I ain't speaking to them that was my motto that's how I roll oh you ain't got to say nothing to me I ain't gonna say nothing to you either we'll both be quiet somebody say amen but my grandmother said speak to him she said do good to him I said, why, Grandma? She said, because it's like heaping coals of fire upon the head. And my wife spoke that thing to me the other day, and I started laughing. I said, God, I saw it in the spirit. Every time I bless somebody that curses me, it starts getting warm in their life. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. <laughs> So I can be, I, I, I can be, I can be good to nasty people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord, I can be real good to them, and they wonder what in the world going on. Why are you being nice to me? I'm being mean to you. Come on, Charlotte, what you smiling for? After what I did to you, and then they start wondering when the other shoe gonna drop. Cause see, they're scared now. They think you got a plan, but you ain't got no plan. You're walking in freedom. I ain't gonna let how you act by me. I ain't gonna let your attitude make mine bad. I'm walking in the freedom of God. I got my mind on Jesus. Let me. How did I get out there? They may. They made more with less. 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 They made more with a Porsche. They made more with less. They, they paid more bills with less money. They fed more people with less food. Y'all didn't grow up poor. Y'all don't know nothing about making a lot out of little. 
Come on, y'all, y'all know about that? Y'all know about having more money than you have money? Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? And you can still do more with less. You look back at what you had and you look at what you got and you wonder. Mother, like the song say, how I got over. I tell you how you got over. You ain't got to wonder. God brought you over. Messed around and made one of them ways out of no way. Huh? Messed around and was a doctor in the sick room. Y'all ain't going to help me. He messed around and was a lawyer in the courtroom. Are y'all going to go to church with me today? Huh? He was a friend. When you were friendless, I can't get no help. He was a mother. When you were, are y'all going to have church with me today? It is communion Sunday. We might as well have some church in here. Y'all forgive the pastor, but I feel mighty good today. We're going to tear his kingdom down. I'm angry as I can be with that joker. Because he's trying to trick us, hoodwink us bamboozle us got us thinking come on here all kind of crazy stuff about us when we heard what God said we come here hear what he said and then he'll fight against it with some foolishness and then we submit to the foolishness no what did God say I believe only what his word says about me. His word is my sword and God's plan for my life. I am saved. I am sanctified. I am Holy Ghost filled. Come on, say the rest. Just keep saying it. Come on. Come on, come on, somebody scream in this place. That is who we are, regardless of the circumstances. I am a child. Thank you, Mother Trapio and Pastor Joe Osteen of the Most High God. Did you know that all through that slavery, they were still the children of God? The whole time they were making bricks, they were still the children of God. Did you know that when they were getting whipped, they were still Abraham's seed? Your situation doesn't change your identity. Whatever you do, never become what you're going through. Never identify yourself with your struggle. The more they afflicted them, the more they grew. If we see only numerical growth, we miss the full scope of what growth really is. If we only see them grow in numbers, we miss the full scope. They grew in wisdom. 
they grew in their deepness of relationship with God. They grew in their understanding how strong God was. Because when God liberated them, they got to see a mighty God. See, the growth is more than money and stuff like that. So you have to ask yourself, how many ways can I grow from this? How many ways? How many ways can I grow from this? What can I take away from this experience? What, what can I walk away knowing that I didn't know before this happened? Who can I become? What can I now accomplish? Who can I help? There's so much going on in you, you don't realize. That even though the enemy had a plan, the enemy had a purpose, God had a purpose too. Here's our closing scripture. Let's look at it. Genesis 15, 13 through 14. I'm going to read this. I'm going to pray. And we're going we gonna to shout. Look at it. And he said unto Abram, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And shall serve them and they shall afflict them. 400 years. Wait, 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 hold, hold, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me God knew that they were going to be made slaves? You mean to tell me God knew how long they were going to be slaves? You mean to tell me this wasn't new information the day it happened? You mean to tell me God knew what you were going to go through? Wow. He knew way before it happened. He talking to Abram. Jacob not even born yet. In fact, Jacob's daddy, Isaac, I don't know if he was born yet. And God said, oh, yeah, your people going to go into Egypt for 400 years. Well, what's going to happen there, God? I'm glad you asked. Verse 14. And also that nation whom they serve will I judge. And afterward shall they come out. With great substance. You're going to come out with more than you had when you went in. In fact, you went in to get your stuff. There was some stuff that God had for you that was in that. Ah! And you will not leave empty. Can somebody shout about that? I will not leave empty. Mother paid them to leave. Go, go borrow of your neighbors. I wish I had a witness here. Go borrow the BMWs from your neighbor. Go borrow the iPads and the iPhone 10s. Borrow. We're not coming back. 
this our stuff. Oh, so, so you thought I was working for free. See, see, you could have you offset your financial turmoil by paying me while I work. But since you wanted to be foolish and you tried to hurt me, you owe me a lump sum. Lord Jesus. You're going to have to give it all to me before I leave. Now, one time you didn't want me to go, but now you're begging me to go. And I'm declaring I ain't leaving until I get my stuff. Oh, yes, sir. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, we're in the position of power. And even when Pharaoh got into himself, Smitty, after he let him go, well, why did I do that? You know why you did it. God put something on you. Oh, you done forgot that quick? Oh, so you're going to come after God's people. Oh, is that how you roll, Pharaoh? Oh, you coming after God's people? God's people, can I say something to you? Don't shake in your boots. Because he's, come on, he, he's a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He got you covered in front. And he can't get to you. We're in the same desert and that joker can't get us. If he could have got him, he would have got him, but he couldn't get to him. So God, watch God work your miracle. I'm going to preach this. Lord Jesus, I feel this in my spirit. So God says, okay, I'm going to do something nobody's ever seen. I want you to take that stick I gave you on the day we met. And I want you to hold it over the water. And, and the water's going to part and all that there going to be dry. Now I ain't talking about you ain't going to even walk in mud. When you get to the other side, you will have no mud between your toes. <laughs> your feet going to be just as dry as a bone. And then he, they walked over and when they got over the other side, he said, by the way, you got to close this thing out because here comes Pharaoh. Now listen here. He said, because the enemy you see today, you will see no more. How long? Forever. That means what you fight today, God is able to kill it. Somebody, oh my God, what you fight today, God is able to kill it. Moses, stretch your rod out. Don't say nothing. Just, just, don't say nothing. This ain't your fight. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. This ain't your fight. Just stretch. And God closed the waters. And when they closed the water, Warner, Dokima, they had church. Them jokers had the first crossing of the water on dry land service. I believe that's probably what they named their church. First crossing of the Red Sea on the dry land. Missionary Baptist Church. They had the tambourines and the women started singing and they danced around the fire. Look at what the Lord has done. I wish I had some people that would dance with me. Look at what the Lord has done. No, you ain't heard. Look at what the Lord has done. I need somebody to dance. Look at what the Lord 
at what the Lord has done. Look. No, listen to me. Look at what the Lord has done. You worrying about whether or not he's able now? Look at what the Lord Look at what the Lord has done. Don't let it break you. Don't let it break you. Don't let this stuff break you. I almost gave up. I almost gave up. I almost walked away because the pressure was just too much. Sometimes that pressure will have you rocking and you are not even in a rocking chair. Have us around here suspicious of people who are here to bless us. Cutting off relationships. Have us mad with the world. Have us hating our own selves. But no. No, not, that, not now that we know the plan of the enemy. He's trying to break us. Because if he breaks us, we'll give up our desire for what God wants us to have. See, he won't have to take it. We'll give it up. It's not really you he's after. It's your purpose. The good things we'll do for God, mother. That's what he's trying to kill. Remember Joseph and his brothers? Let's throw him in the pit. And let us see what will become of his dream. It wasn't even about Joseph. It was about the dream. But if they had any, if they had any foresight, Benny, they would have known that the dream was to save their life. Because if Joseph didn't ever make it to the second chariot, they would have starved to death. Y'all, never, whatever you do, never give up on your purpose. Remember those five things. Remember those five things. Can we put those back up on the screen? Can we put those on the screen? Elders, are y'all ready to serve? You are powerful in your what? Purpose. Number two, you are anointed for your purpose. Number three, you are appointed for a purpose. Number four, you are God's choice for that purpose. Number five. God believes in you and has trusted you with your purpose. Remember that. No matter what the enemy does, remember you are chosen by God. He gave his son for you. You're here today and you're not saved. He is so afraid of you coming to know Jesus. 
till he puts all kinds of thoughts into your mind about can I live for him? Do I really want to do this? He's trying to block you from your real life because people talk about keeping it real. It doesn't get any more real than Jesus. Jesus. 